0: Because feelings come and go. One minute you feel a way. The next minute you feel another way. But the devil has convinced you that you should be ruled by your feelings. So if you wake up feeling a little bit blue, that means you must have depression. If you feel a little bit nervous, it means you must have anxiety. But I'm here to set you free. We all get a little bit nervous sometimes. Some of you don't believe that because you like your anxiety, you like your depression, but I'm here to grab you by the shoulder and shake you out of that line.
1: All right, we're going to worship this morning, and I want you guys to sing along with us. These are some of the songs we did up at the conference this week, last weekend, and um. I just hope it blesses everybody in here i know it's been a blessing to us as leaders and just as pastoral staff we just are so encouraged by these young people just stepping up in their faith and you're going to hear a little bit about that in just in just a little bit but let's worship together
2: when all i see is the bad. Yeah.
1: said amen? Amen. You guys can be seated for just a minute. So what we're going to do is just take a moment to let these young people and these leaders share what God did uh, this last week, and and hopefully it's going to encourage you guys as a church. um, To start off with, we thank you guys as a church for supporting us. We thank our pastors and our leaders for getting in behind us and just rallying us together and just pushing us forward. And um, So I'm just going to start and then I'm going to start down here and let Elise take it over after I get done. But just one of the things that I took home from this weekend or last weekend was just being with all the young people um, and also just with us. Four, now five leaders, Lockheed has joined us in the leadership. But um, one of the things that we were just so concerned with over the over the last week was to making sure everything went smooth and just to make sure that number one, we didn't lose any of your kids. <laughs> and then So like headcount was priority, you know what I'm saying? Every time we went, so it's headcount, headcount, let's get a headcount. And so we had three vans, we rented, we had to do three 15 passenger vans. So it was just kind of like a little bit hectic to make sure that nobody was getting left behind but but just making sure everything was sewed so together and just making sure that when we were in the services that we were kind of keeping a watchful eye of any, anybody that may any need prayer or anybody that you know wanted to reach you at any moment to where you would be available and because as leaders that's all we want we just want to be there for the kids and so as we as Saturday night and they give an altar call and like I don't even I don't think there was an empty seat. There was just leaders sitting, all the kids were in the front, but we went down and I was just standing beside one of the youth and there was two or three of them around me and and in that moment somebody I had never really ever seen speak about the speak about god much or talk about god much or worship too much or get too rowdy for jesus too much it wasn't one of those youth it was just somebody that was more like to their self and as i was sitting there just had my hands reach over each one of them this young man just started shitting, just just speaking like i've never seen a young person speak in my life just talking about Asking for forgiveness first and foremost, but also just declaring what he was going to do, what he was going to do for God. Not just that, he was, God, I'm sorry, and and I realize that I'm a sinner and I need grace and I need salvation every day when I wake up. But no, he he was saying how I want to reach my neighborhood. I want to reach the people that are around me. I want to reach, um, you know, the people that are in my household. And he just kept going on and on, and he declared that he was not going to fall back into what he came out of. And it was just like on and on, and I was just... I was literally just sitting there, balling, listening to him, just declare what God had done in his life, and the Lord just spoke to me, and it was like, this is youth ministry right here, youth ministry, we get caught up in the ins and outs, and we get caught up with making sure we, we got up with Miss Chris, and got the money right, and we got the fundraisers, and we got the vans rented, and we got all the registrations, and nobody get, you know, left without a wristband on their arm, and all this good stuff, that's all good, and, we are, and, we're, and we're stepping that up and we're doing more and more. But the most important thing is this week, I heard somebody say, they said, every week when you leave youth group, you and your leaders need to write down, what did I let these kids take home? Did I let them take home a full belly of pizza and some jokes, or did they actually encounter God in a new way? Did they actually get convicted in a way that's gonna make them say, man, I need to really check my life right now. What am I doing? Or I need to really reach out to somebody that's right next to me that I could be reaching. And and so that's what it's all about. So I'm going to pass it to Elise, and she's going to kind of take it.
3: Good morning, everyone. I just want to start off by thanking the Lord for Breakthrough because this is a different youth group that we brought home than we took up there. (laughs) When we fasted in january that was my one request is that we would have breakthrough with our youth group this is a youth that when we when it was time to worship they fled to the back of the building but this wednesday they were at the front of the building <laughs> so, um, their attitude and everything has changed there it was very clicky, and they have bonded like no other and I'm super proud of them Um, on Saturday night when we were at service I was having this attack from the enemy like Lord what is what is my purpose with youth I feel like I didn't know what to say to them I didn't know how to relate to them and I was like what is my purpose here, God? What am I supposed to be doing with him? Um, I felt like every time that I was asked to speak, I just stuttered. I was like, (laughs) and nothing came out. And I just cried and cried. And, um, then we worshiped and we had the word and, um, The Lord had laid something on my heart about three weeks ago to tell Courtney, and I was not obedient. I did not do it. I just kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. Well, that Saturday, I slid down there, and I was like, Courtney, I got to tell you something. I said, the Lord's laid this on my heart to tell you. I said, I don't know what it means. I was like, I don't even know if it's for you, but I'm just going to tell you. So I told her, and um, as me and her sat there, and I let the Lord lay things on my heart to say, and not in my head. I began, words began to flow out, prayers began to flow out, the Holy Spirit filled me and her, and we just... (laughs) The one thing I realized, I might not have the mic every Wednesday and have a word, and that's okay, But if I stop using my head to think about what to say and start using what God lays on my heart, I can pray and give them words and encouragement. That's what they need me for.
4: Um, but the growth that we saw with these kids uh, on this trip, it, it shook me like, I, just, I mean, you can't describe just the change and the, the growth together. Like, like she was saying, the clicks, man, that, this group has bonded so much. And that's, that's what we can pray for, you know, just for them to grow closer together, to grow closer to God. Um, but while we were down there, um, that I think that Friday, um, I'm pretty quiet about uh, myself and stuff. Uh, but for a, for a while, I've been uh, having some health issues and uh, pain and everything on my body, and I just didn't have energy. I didn't uh, I couldn't be the mom and the Life that I wanted to be because I was just never felt good every day. And that Friday I wasn't feeling good up there, but you know I pushed through. Um, but then that Saturday we had service, um, and that night, uh, just during the worship, I just you know I told God, you know, I, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I can't feel like this anymore. And I kind of just gave it all to Him, and like she said, she came and. and spoke what she spoke to me and amber and melissa and everyone come prayed over me and he shook me and he healed me that night and i haven't had pain
5: everyone. My name is Donovan. Um past couple years have been, like, really rough for me. Uh, whenever I was 15, a couple days after I turned 15, I, uh, I was playing basketball with a few friends, and I jumped and landed on my knee wrong and broke my knee. It was, like, two weeks after I did that, I... Uh, I didn't know I had broken my knee, but I couldn't move it or anything. It wasn't bruising. Nothing was nothing looked wrong with it, but it was two weeks. I still couldn't go like I was in bed for two weeks. I couldn't get up for two weeks. Um, It was on Valentine's Day where I had knee surgery and that That put a burden on me I had just gotten up and I had started walking on crutches and everything then I had to have knee surgery where I was on in the bed for a couple more days after that because I couldn't really get up I was on pretty strong medication for the pain and everything like that I didn't really take the medicine. I actually took it and I hid it for like five or six days. Um, Well, after that like five or six day mark, I took all of them at once to get rid of myself because I felt like I couldn't live on Like, I was doing good, I was losing weight, I was getting right with God. And then, I break my knee, and it, all I was going through anxiety, I had a bunch of anxiety, I had, I was really sad all the time. I can't say I was depressed, but I was sad. Because those are two different things. Depression and sadness are two different things. But, it was going downhill and at around June or July it started getting a little bit better. I I was actually up and walking. I was doing the stuff I would normally do and I was able to walk around just fine. And I felt like I was doing good for once and I was getting better and better as the year went on and came and it was all just I was moving, I was going with the flow I wasn't hanging around the best people Um, wasn't really hanging out with anyone at all I was um, I was putting a smile on my face I wasn't really showing everyone what I was dealing with Uh, I just kind of carried that with me February of last year, I find out my grandpa died. And that tore me up. I never showed anything, but it tore me up. And then I was starting to cope with it. I was starting to cope with all the pain and all the pressure. And I was getting taunted at school and I was getting talked about behind my back and everything. Everything was bad, but I was making it out to be like everything was okay because I was used to the taunting and everything like that. So I was coping with it, and then my grandmother dies, my great-grandmother dies, and that that broke me. I didn't hang out with anyone. I stopped talking to a bunch of people I gave up on most of my relationships I I gave up on relationships in general but a special person came along and showed me that I was I was worth it I was worth living life and I was actually happy like I've been happy since but there's a there was always that demon in the back of my head that was saying I wasn't good enough and every, like he was just going at me uh, Friday night service, God got to me the Holy Spirit got to me and then Saturday morning and Saturday night he really got to me he, he broke me just to build me back up I fell pretty much fell to my knees and I just started praying. The the speaker that night, she showed me that I could pray without being without being nervous, without being like scared to pray out loud. I started praying, I started grooving. I felt relieved from all the all the bad energy and everything that was carrying a burden on my heart Saturday night I uh, I spoke to the youth group after the service after the main service and uh I was talking about uh, like how God doesn't use people who have it all together he don't use people who are perfect who are living life he uses people like Noah who was a drunk, he uses Abraham who was too old, he uses Isaac who was a daydreamer, Jacob was a liar, Leah was ugly, Joseph was abused, Moses had a stuttering problem, Gideon was afraid, Samson was a womanizer, Rahab was a prostitute, Jeremiah and Timothy they were too young, David was an adulterer and a murderer, Isaac was suicidal, Isaiah preached naked, Jonah ran from God, Naomi was a widow. Job went bankrupt. Martha was worried about everything. The Samaritan woman was divorced. Zacchaeus was too small. Paul was too religious. Timothy had an ulcer. Lazarus was dead, and Jesus raised him from death to life. And that's how I feel. That's how I feel. Like, I just. I felt like I was raised from dead to life whenever the Holy Spirit wore me out Saturday night and I just want to I just want to thank my youth leaders I want to thank JP who has been with me through all the hard times I want to thank Isaiah White over there he's been with me 10 years ever since my Nana died and I just I want to thank Pastor Tim and Miss Kim I want to I want to thank the whole church for being there with me
6: So y'all know me, I'm an IO. This was my second year going to the cellar. The first year I went, I was more focused on the activities we were doing and not really what the speakers were talking about. But this year, I have a lot of stuff going on at home, at school, everywhere. So I was like, I really need to focus and get it together and make things right so that saturday night the lady said um she called everybody to the altar so we all went down there if you wanted to was it, wave your banner on a barren mountain and so i went up there and then i went back to my seat and i think amber was praying for courtney and elise and i saw declan over there he was crying so i was going to go get him and elise was shaking so bad he was about to fall off her laps <laughs> so i went over there to get him and i touched Courtney's hand and it was like something threw me just, girl, and I started saying stuff that I, I didn't, it didn't make no sense, I was, <laughs> I was like, I was shaking and by the time I got done, I don't know what I said, I don't know what words came out my mouth, but by the time I was done, I was like, I stood up and then the lady that was on the road behind us just looked at me, she was like, girl, what? She just looked at me like, she was amazed and I was too, I was shaking. Then Mandy came over there to pray for me, and um, I wanna thank y'all for making it possible for us to go on this trip. It was worthwhile and life changing.
7: Everybody, my name's Gabe, and um, the past six weeks, I mean, past six months of my life, have been a train wreck. Those six months, I was battling deep depression. (laughs) And I was worrying I was not gonna be as good as him. (laughs) So I would hide my feelings deep down inside. I got really good at it, and then people would always come up to me and say, while you were doing so well, well, deep down, I was a train wreck. But then when I went to Accelerant, Saturday night, she said, if you want to come up and get healed from anything, you can. And when I went up there, nothing really happened. But then when I came and sat down, Elise, Jay, Sarah, my mama, and Amber got all around me and started praying and after that I just felt the burden lifted off of me and I just want to say thank you to all of y'all for being, for me, being around me during my time in need and just I don't know if there's anybody out here that's struggling the same way I am but just know God always has a plan through this and it will be shown.
8: to Accelerant Um, I got what I got from Accelerant was just a closer relationship with God um my favorite thing that like at Accelerant was the church service because it was really good and um, you know the mountain coaster that was pretty fun And I just want to thank everybody who helped out, and I just want to thank my youth leaders.
9: was way better Um, I'm very proud of everybody who got saved and just seeing them change was a blessing and I want to encourage anybody that doesn't have a youth group if you're looking for one to you can join our youth group and thank you Northview for allowing us to go it was definitely worth it and I can't wait to go next year Go up.
10: for sponsoring us to let us go. <laughs> Thank you. Um, my name is Bryson, and uh, this is my first year ever going to Accelerate, and I've been told that it was going to be, like, really good. And I, I was kind of like, yeah, okay about it that Thursday, and we got up there Friday. And we heard that, that morning kind of touched me. I kind of got to open up to God that morning. And then Friday night, it was the concert, and it broke me right there. I broke down, God started touching me, and I never felt that much power in my body from God. And that Saturday, that Saturday I broke down. James Earl came up to me and gave me a hug and I broke down right there and just cried because during school, like, people tell me all the time, you're going to hell because of what happened a year ago. And I never told my parents but people have been telling me that. They told me, because I'd post stuff about God on my story, they'd tell me, stop posting that, you're going to hell, it don't matter, you're going to hell. And I told James Earl and them the other day, after youth, this past Wednesday, about it. I've been going through that, and that's why I was crying. And they all told me, don't listen to them, that God knows where you're going. And I praise God that he put a healing on my heart that day. um that uh we will all get closer to God I've seen a, a bunch of people in youth group get closer with God and I wanted to thank him for that because I've been praying for a lot of the people in the youth group to get closer to God and I wanted to thank our youth leaders for taking us up there having the time to do that and and I wanted to you <laughs>
6: for everything that they've done for us. And the message that she gave Saturday was an amazing message. And a lot of people got saved. And during one of her services, she prayed for me, and I got healed.
11: Hey, my name is Dylan. There's a lot of things that I've done in my life that a lot of people don't know about. I'm um, pretty sure James Earl, he knows, because he was doing it we were talking about before we started. I'm him. Um, I kept a lot of this stuff inside because I felt like there was nobody on this earth that went through or done the stuff that I did. Um my dad left me maybe when I was two, or when I was younger. He was in and out of my life. So I felt like I was a mistake because he had other kids besides me. So I felt like, and I was the oldest. So, I felt like he was just trying to make up for it. the mistake that he made with me. I always felt like that in my life. My mama went through hard times, but I never put the blame on her because I just felt like it was people around her that influenced her the wrong way. And that was just the same with me. Uh, I grew up in Max, North Carolina, a small town place in Robson County. If you're from Robson County, you know that it's really a bad place. It's full of drugs and gangs, and you just Where I went to school, it was just, you either fit in or you was an output. You had to fit into a group. If you didn't fit in with that group, then you either got pushed away or you got banished or bashed for what you didn't do or done. Um, We lived in a place called Bowling Place Apartments. If It looked like a really nice place. I mean, white apartments, cameras everywhere. But if you lived there, you knew that there's stuff that happened there that just you would never think that would happen. My grandma wore 12-hour shifts, and so most of the time I was home by myself. But I had a babysitter that was across the way that I would go to and stay, but sometimes I didn't go. I would just not go there tell her I was going to the park, and I never went to the park. I would go and hang out with my friend. I'm not gonna say his name, because it's, it's not that deep. But we would go, and, and we would walk to this place called Holly Court, or um, Steve Circle. And this place was just really bad. It was a big gang area. And I would go there just to fit in, because of the school I went to. I seen these boys every day. And to them, I was like the white boy. I was, they trusted me. They knew that what they did, I wasn't going to tell, which I'm not. But it was just, I would do the stuff that they did. I seen the stuff that they do. I seen people OD and not wake up. And I seen people OD and come right back and just do the same thing they did over again. And it was tough because, to me, I just felt like there were three things in this world. You was just gonna be successful, go to jail, or you was gonna die. Cause that's, I just thought there was nothing else to it. We just put on this earth just to see what we was gonna do. So, um, I went on this, I just wanted to say how before I went up to this mountain, I had an indie feeling and hated feeling towards my dad. I felt indie inside. My life was up and down and always fell always feeling the sin. Like I said, I would think there was either three things in this world, you was gonna be successful, die, or go to jail. Um, it was just tough because I never told my grandma the stuff that I did and she thought maybe I just went home or just went and stayed. But I lost my best friend when I was 13 to gun violence. He was shot and killed at a party. And I was like, God, why? And I lost other friends the same way, but I wasn't as close to them as I was to Marvin. And Marvin, I love you, bro. And it just, it hurted so bad because he was like my big brother and he always kept me out of trouble. And he knew what we did. And he would go with us sometimes, and sometimes he wouldn't. Because he had kids, he had to watch himself. And like I said, I seen, people, I seen people get shot and walk off like it wasn't nothing. And then I seen people get shot and they just, they laid there and I was like, it's fine. And we would just walk away like it was nothing. And like I said, Grandma, I never told you this. Because I just didn't know how to. Because I just wanted to be your perfect angel. But deep down inside, I wasn't. I was dark. And I love you. And I'm glad what you did. And I felt like I wasn't worthy enough to be your grandson. Because you was a Christian. And you would go. And you would save lives at the hospital and on the EMS. And i seen people's lives get taken and it, I, just, I just felt dark, and I felt like that was the only thing left. <sighs> but that Saturday night, God hit me and showed me more to life. He told me, Dylan, you gotta stop running from me, and this voice was so clear that I just thought it was Josiah next to me, until I looked, and it wasn't in with Josiah. <laughs> he told me, he was like, Dylan, you gotta stop running from me. He was like, I'm here. I've been through every step of your way there was time for your life could have been taken but I said I told him not to because if your life would have taken you would have went to hell because of the influences around you. He spoke to me and told me that he, I loved you no matter what. No matter what you saw no matter what you've been through I still loved you. And he told me no matter what i had done in my life that when I walked through that door that Saturday night he told me that he put locks and shakers on that door that it cannot be reopened. <laughs> I felt a weight lifted off my shoulder. I felt like a feather in the grace and love of God. I felt like there was nothing that could take me from you. And now I'm yours. And I'm glad to thank you for that I'm yours. I pray to God every night that I can reach people in Holly Court and areas around my house. That I can reach them and bring them to God. Yes. A week ago, somebody texted me and told me that I lived in Holly Court, told me that he seen the things that I have done. Since half the stuff that he's done, I was there with him. Told me that he gave his life to God because of what he's done for <clears> me. <throat> told me that his family and his family, his mama, has raised enough money to move him out of the apartment complex, and now they have a house outside of Madison. I just want to thank the church for everything you have done. Even though I never spoke out about the stuff that I was facing, Dad, y'all gave me a chance to go back on this mountain to plant a flag and raise my banner.
12: when she called us up there um, I really felt God's presence and um, I got saved because I always pretended to be a Christian but I never really had a relationship with God but when I went up to that trip, God's presence helped me and I was praying with Dylan and Joe and Dalia. and James Earl came and hugged me know I'm forgiven and I was praying for my family and all my friends that they would get saved and in Christ I'm a new creation.
8: In verse 24, it talks about how, and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that uh, came by Jesus Christ. That's something we don't really talk about because without him, we wouldn't be freed. Without him, those chains wouldn't break. And I'm just thankful that with him, I am made new and I am made whole. Um, In Hebrews 8 uh, 12, for I am forgiven, for I will forgive them from their wrongdoing, and I will never remember their sins again. As you go through life, I pray that you don't struggle with wondering if you are forgiven or not. The Bible tells us in Lamentations 3.23, Because of the Lord's faithfulness love, we do not perish, for His mercies never end. They are new every morning, and great is your faithfulness. When He sent His humble Son to die for us, know that He did it for our sins. So when you see the blood of Jesus Christ, I want you to think of nothing but forgiveness, because without Him I am made whole, I am made clean, and I am made your banner on a barren mountain like what that pastor said Um, and I just want to thank everybody for what they've done thank you to my parents for allowing me to come to this youth group because without coming to this youth group I wouldn't be where I am today my faith wouldn't be as strong as it is today so I just want to thank you all
13: Josiah. Um, first of all, I'd like to thank everybody for putting up with me on the way there and driving so far to go to Tennessee. And uh, the first night uh, when we got there, we got something to eat, and I was thinking, well, uh, we're just going to have a good time and uh, it's just gonna, I'm going to just go back to Robson County and I said, I said, nothing's going to be changed. I'm going to go back the same way I came up here. And uh, Friday, uh, we was at the altar and we was worshiping. But me and Dylan was just standing there. And uh, I was like, this ain't for me. It's just, I just don't like the lights and all this stuff, the loud noises. And uh, I heard somebody say there was a black guy standing beside him and he said, he said if this he was worshiping, and he said, if this was a rap concert, he said you'd be, you'd be bopping your head and raising your hands and anything else. <laughs> he said, uh, and after that, uh, so I went back to the hotel and uh, Saturday morning, uh, at the end of the service, the guy, he said, I uh, had all the youth, graders, uh, youth leaders, uh, stretch out in front. And uh, I was just sitting there and I don't know what happened, but I just felt something hit me. And they said, you got to get up, you got to find a Girl It They said, you just need to give him a hug and let it all go. And and I think, and I just felt like before I went up there, I just felt all this weight on my shoulders. And I felt like I, felt like I was being weighed down. And I felt like uh, I was never going to change. And when I found 10-0, I hugged him. And I just let it all go because I feel like I just felt like I was just being weighed down in there. And I was never going to change. And I felt like I was going to come back the same. But I didn't come back the same, I came back the same. <laughs>
8: and showing me how to
9: live and i just want to thank the youth group for taking me in because at my old church we didn't have a youth group we barely had service we didn't have anything there and if it wasn't for this youth group my faith would not be as strong as it is today and i just want to thank the church for raising money to send us to excel and i hope i get to go next year because i really gained a lot
14: I'm really grateful for the uh, for the youth leaders and all my friends in this youth group. I've, I've never been more committed and attached to a team or a group of people like like these people up here on the stage. So you uh, know, uh, the youth the, the youth leaders. I don't even think of them as my youth leaders. I think of them as my friends before yeah. youth leaders. They're my friends. James Earl, Cameron, uh, R.J. Tyler. You know, those. I think of them as, as my friends before my leaders. Um, I just I, I can't ask for Better people to be more committed to us, me, and more, uh, trying to make us better people. So I'm just I'm real grateful for them. And uh, it's just on the, that Wednesday night, you know, during the week on Monday, it's just it's it's what I look forward to is going to the youth group um, on Wednesday during school. You know, uh, go through the whole day. That's all I can think about is uh, Wednesday night youth group. After I get done with us some practice, it's all right. Let's go home, take a shower, let's let's get the so it's just, I, I think I'm just grateful that they're so committed to us and they want us to succeed and do well and um, just, I just I'm thankful for them.
15: Um, my name is Brayson and um, first I want to start off with thanking um James Earl for always being there for me in Cameron and um. When I was two years old, my boy Oscar did it. He, he left me and my mom, and um, that really hit me because I felt like I was a mistake, and that I did something wrong, and that, and I blamed it on me for him leaving. And when I was um, ten years old, I got introduced to pornography, and I stayed addicted to pornography for about uh, five or four, four or five years, and. Um, and I praise God that I'm not addicted to do that to do that no more and um when I was Started getting into drugs, alcohol, and um, running the streets, and I've seen a lot of things happen in my life that I shouldn't have seen. And there's people out here saving lives, but I've seen life getting taken away from people. And when I was um, back in like 2018, I lost my grandmother, and that really hit me hard because. My grandma and grandpa they raised me for about two years of my life and so i knew her as mama instead of grandma and um that just hit me hard and i went to a deep dark depression and anxiety and suicide and six months later in 2019 i lost my grandpa and when that happened the day that it happened i tried overdosing, and i was cutting real bad and it was like i didn't have nothing else to live for like i lived for them and when I lost both of them, it just hit me real hard. And, and I love you, Grandma and Grandpa, if you're here. celebrate. Um, Wednesday night, I, w- I went to church and everything, and I did not want to be there at all. I wanted—I was—I sat stayed in my own little corner. And then James Joel came over there to me. He says he spoke to me, and when he did, I felt a presence like no other when James Earl was speaking to me. And uh, even though that happened that night, Wednesday night, I still went home Wednesday night, and I took. Uh, 2,400 milligrams of ibuprofen, trying to over- overdose myself. And thank God it didn't work. Because when I went to Excel, I, I was I just came up here to chill with my friends. And when I got, there, that's not what I did. I got so so close to God, and forgot like, everything that was happening at home. And I told him I don't want to ever go back to them to that same ways. Cameron, Elise, Tyler, for always being here for me no matter what, and I'd like to thank Donovan for being here for me for the past eight years, that I've, since I've known him and Isaiah for the past eight years, I love you too, I mean, y'all have been here for me through everything, and I want to thank Pastor Tim and Kim for allowing us to go on this trip,
6: say our youth group came back, the saved youth group,
12: I had no intention of like everything happening I came up there because of that one right there I promised him each and every year that I would go and I finally decided to go and Saturday night when the preacher girl had called us up to the altar I had went up there and I gave my life back to Christ Amen Amen Got back up there before she had started. They had a worship, and I was sitting there, and I, had, or I was standing there. I had my hands up, and I was praising the Lord. And I felt like a clear voice to me say, "Let go." And I had looked back because James Earl was and so I thought it was James Earl. And they had, they were singing "Goodness of God," and they got to the part where "I've known you as a father." And so when I looked back at James Earl, I thought it was him that said that, but it was the Lord, and I broke down crying. And I'm not the one to cry, but he brought me down. Amen. And I felt him like I've never felt him before. Yes. And I just thank the church for letting us have the opportunity to go there. And I'm so glad that I'm here.
16: I'm No, I'm
12: My name's Cameron, if you don't know me. Sorry, I got a little cold But um, the Lord done a great thing this past, the past, I'm sorry, last weekend. Not only in the youth, but He, he touched us leaders as well. Um, i like, uh, I shared this with the youth last weekend, but it was my first time ever sharing it with anyone. But um, I struggled with, with depression really, really bad for years. I ain't never tell no one. Deep, and, deep down inside, I always had a smile on my face, always like I was joyful um, but last Saturday night um, I sat there and I told the Lord I said I said I'm I'm just, I'm just tired of living like this it's just it's just like, mean, I'm just tired of hiding it. And I told him you got to do something and when he when i tell you he done something, just to wait and the shoulders. He restored a joy in me that I have never had in my life and I just want to thank him and give him all the praise.
17: This is my like 10th I think year going, my first time going as a youth leader and let me tell you, I have never seen a youth group in my time be so connected and so loving to each other as this group right here because like we went up there and it was kind of you know clicks and all this that we see every Wednesday but when we came back and we came back together that Wednesday night you wouldn't have been able to even know because everybody was just loving on each other like it was something like a big family. Um, but, like I said, this is my first time going as a leader. I'm grateful that these four, uh, James, or Courtney, Cameron, at least let me be a leader with them because they were my youth leaders. That's how old they are. Um, <laughs> um, but, but I actually. I didn't really tell anybody this, but that Saturday night, everybody was getting prayed for and everything. And it was, it was awesome. It was, it was, oh my Lord, let me tell you. See the spirit move across that convention center like it's nothing you've ever seen before. It was amazing. But the whole time I was kind of just standing there, uh, gripping the chair in front of me because I just just felt like I was out of place. Because I was like, well, I'm a youth leader, so I should be praying for people, but I just, I don't know what to do. And it was like the whole time, there was just a heaviness just sitting on me, like thought in the back of my head that was just like, "This ain't for you. You're, you're not. You're not called to be a youth leader." It's like if you can't lay hands on people and pray for people, then why are you here? You should just not come back next year. And so it just sat in my head. When we left, I kind of just felt a little sad, a little depressed. I was like, "It's whatever. I'll sleep it off. It's fine." um Got back to the room and I just kind of chilled in the hallway because it was. All these people trying to fit into a tiny room is almost impossible, so I just used that as my help. Um, so I went to bed that night kind of just wrestling with it. It was just like a constant nagging in the back of my head like, you're not good enough. But at the same time, there was something else in me that was just fighting the whole time. So, so that morning for the last, uh, the last service we had before we left, the preacher girl, that was, that's her actual thing, if y'all want to look her up, it's preacher girl. Um, she got up there and she started speaking. And she was like, everybody has a calling. And if something's wrestling with you, telling you it's not your calling, then that's your calling. And I was like, woo, that's what so I needed. That I was like, I about stood, I about got in the chair, started jumping around. But I had to compose myself because we were in the middle of the thing. So I was like, I just really needed that, and that encouragement that she, I don't know if anybody else really needed it, but I grabbed onto it and held onto it, and I've been living through it, and um, I just really appreciate all y'all for letting us all, God, well, 40 40 people go this year. This is probably the most I've ever seen, Uh, and I just really appreciate everything that y'all did for us, all the prayer and everything for it. Thank you.
10: Hi, my name is RJ. Um, this is my second year going to Accelerant, and it was different than the first year. I went up there thinking, okay, I'm gonna hang out again like I did last year, but I didn't. I So on Friday night, the pastor, he was talking about, what's your identity? And that kind of wrestled with me throughout the weekend. And I wrote, jotted down some notes on my notepad that uh, the youth leaders told us to bring. (laughs) And um, I was like, what is my identity? Then when Preacher Girl came up and started preaching Saturday night and Sunday, I went up there and I let it all go. And my identity is I am a Christian for God. (laughs)
1: expect these kids to speak this long. I thought they were going to be like, Jesus loves me, he loves you, you know and so, uh, and so we kind of this time out, but of course, as always, pastors, they gave us the leeway to just just let the Spirit lead. And so um, the last thing I'm going to say before we do this last song, and this was just kind of like the anthem of the conference right this song. But you heard all these testimonies up here, so I'm just going to look out across this congregation right here and just take a minute and tell you that if you've ever had an experience with God and you stepped away, or you never have, I've been through so many seasons in my life where I was ready to throw this thing away and walk away because I would go through seasons of numbness. I would come up here and sing. I would go play. I would just feel like I was doing the role and doing the right thing. But it didn't feel like a God thing. But if you've ever, I don't know if you've been to Accelerant, if you've been a leader at Accelerant, if you've had an experience in your life like these kids have been talking about this morning. I just want to let you know, and just to kind of put everybody on their toes, that God does not walk out on you. We walk out on him every time. God does not leave us. Life is complicated. Walking with God is not the easiest thing to do. But the answer to that is not walking out. Anybody can walk out. But it takes somebody with some grit to say, I'm going to choose Christ. Choosing Christ is the true rebellion. We think this generation is a rebellious generation for all the wrong reasons, but actually, choosing Christ is the true rebellion.
0: So, this last song today, let's just worship together.
18: I want you, I know this. you may say this is stupid, this is ludicrous, you don't do this in church, we do this here, because the Bible says to make a joyful noise before the Lord. I want you to make the happiest joyful noise that you made in a long time. I want you to do it right now as we celebrate. what the Lord has done. and drugging and doing all that stuff these right here swim upstream today swim upstream and I don't know about y'all I don't care what's going on in the culture in America I'm not here to battle culture I am here to tell you that I believe Jesus is greater than anything that this culture is facing and I believe these right here quick story come on Miss Kim Samson remember the strong guy you know he would break stuff and kill a thousand Philistines with the jawbone of a donkey. The Bible says that somebody made him mad, so he went out and caught a bunch of foxes. A bunch of foxes, and he set their tails on fire. And he cut them loose in the people that made him mad. He cut them loose in their fields because their fields were the fields were ready for harvesting. So that wheat was out there all dried, ready for chaff and stuff. When Samson cut them loose in the fields, wherever those foxes ran, the fire that was on their tail kindled in the fields. I'm going to tell you what, we're setting your tails on fire. That's right. You know what? You go, school, Walmart, wherever your friends hang out, I want you to let that fire kindle on everybody and everything around you. Somebody show the Lord some love today.
19: Well, this is a tough act to follow, y'all. This is amazing. Y'all can be seated, guys. Thank you so much. We want to also thank all the chaperones that went on the trip. Stand up, raise your hand. We want to give you a big thank you too. All the chaperones. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You know, while we were just praying, the Lord just kind of dropped this in my spirit. He said, those of you out here that are waiting for a prodigal, those of you out here that would love to see your kids and your grandkids and your family up here, keep sowing into these kids because what you sow into, God will bless you with. Amen. We're believing for that. God told us of over a year ago that the sons and daughters were coming home. The sons and daughters are coming home, amen? Praise God. Well, we just want to thank you for being here today. What an amazing, amazing service. What an amazing, amazing service. Let's give God one more. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Wow. Well, if this is your first time with us this morning, we want to say welcome. You got a good taste. If this is your first time attending Northview Harvest Ministries, inside the bulletin there's a form that says first time here. You can just tear that off. If you'll fill that out and take it to the welcome center after service. Go out these doors and to the right. We have hostesses out there that want to bless you with a gift Um, They want to get your information from this. And there'll be people out there to pray for you if you need it, okay? So please take advantage of that. We want to bless you with that. We just thank all of you for being here. Thank you to our online audience and all our faith family in here. Let's give y'all a big hand, too, yes, yes. Just a couple of announcements. Uh, The uh, Financial Peace University time change. If you are coming on Sunday nights to Financial Peace University, They are changing to 5 o'clock, okay, from 6 to 5. Give you a little more time in the evening. So um, uh, that time change, make sure you make note of that. Also, we have prayer tonight here at 6 o'clock. We would love to have you join us for prayer. We have been having some powerful, powerful prayer times. So please join us tonight if you're available. We have rescheduled the first time attenders luncheon from next week. It was going to be the 12th. But we changed that April 2nd. Had a lot going on with some of our care ministry teams. And so we're going to postpone that. But you'll be getting more information about that. Also, who is registered for the Refresh Marriage Conference? Raise your hand if you're registered. I want to encourage y'all to register for that conference. Next Sunday is the last Sunday to register. It is going to be amazing. We're going to have a few little commercials coming up in the next couple of weeks, but we're so excited about what God is going to do. And also, an add-on to that, we had not planned to have nursery, but we will have nursery. So if you need nursery, some of you mentioned to me that you couldn't come if you didn't. So if you need nursery, we will have nursery for a donation. So we need to bless our sitters who are given their Friday night and Saturday morning. Amen? So if you can come, we would love to have you come for that. And also, you've been seeing this in your bulletin. We have an online church directory. And if you have not taken advantage of that, it is a great resource. If you use your phone and your computer, you see what people look like. You know, sometimes as you grow, some people over here might not meet people over here. You might not know who it is. But that is a really good resource. So if you have not... Register for that. If you give Wanda a call in the office, she can help walk you through that, okay? Now, it is time to give. Yes. If you need a tithing envelope, our ushers are coming forward now. If you'll just raise your hand, they will bring one to you. Y'all, I really don't have to say anything about this. It's fertile ground. You saw it this morning. Amen? You saw one of the things that you sow into, and you saw the harvest of it this morning. Amen? And we believe more are coming in, and we are so thankful for what God is doing. And when you sow into Northview Harvest Ministries, uh, you're going to get a harvest because it's fertile ground. Amen? Guys, if y'all come forward, we ask that you stand. Thank you for all of you that give online. We appreciate it so much. But if you're planning to give in-house today, we're going to let you prepare yourself now as we go into the offering time. Um, Is the band... Okay, so we have another video from the youth that you're gonna to get to enjoy while we give. So y'all come on and give. God, give them everything they need, God, and we know you also give us what we want most of the time because you're a good father and you give good gifts. So God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for being with us this morning. Thank you that when two or three are gathered in your name, you are there and you have been in this place today, God. And we are grateful and we thank you and I pray your blessings on everybody here and everybody said,
0: Amen. Amen.